0: Hey, how are you?
1: I'm fine. How are you? I'm
0: okay.
2: It's uh, gross <laughs> outside, so.
1: I know. It really does not help. <laughs>
2: hey, everybody. This is Hans Anderson. I'm an audio producer in Seattle. And for the last, I don't know, year and a half, I've been working on a documentary centered around one of the few all female boxing cards in the world. It's called West Coast Wonder Woman, and it's based in Souk, British Columbia, which is this little town on rural Vancouver Island. The car draws boxers from all over the world, some who were even planning on going to the Olympics this year. Of course, that's not happening because there's a global pandemic, and for that same reason, the documentary's on hold too. But in the meantime, we thought we'd give people interested in the film a look behind the scenes. Over the next couple of months, we'll bring you conversations with some of the people we're following in the documentary and updates from the crew. Today, we have a conversation with Maggie Mertens, she's a journalist and the founder of Bitterroot Magazine, and Jeff Shaw, who's directing the documentary. Mertens has written extensively about women's sports for The Atlantic, ESPNW, and a myriad of other publications. She spoke about her own experience in sports and the importance of events like West Coast Wonder Woman. All right, let's get started.
0: How were you introduced to All Female Card and what was your first impression? I remember when we met, do you remember how we met?
1: Um, yes, I think so. You sent me an email.
0: Yeah. But then I also, (laughs) yes, the short answer. (laughs) is Yes. I sent you an email, but then also, um, I think you had seen one of our badass women profiles. Uh So when you got my email and then I kind of explained to you what the project was like, I guess what struck you about it that piqued your interest?
1: Well, anything about women athletes piques my interest. (laughs) Um, It felt very, um, you know, kismet when I when you sent me that email and I and I saw what you were working on, because when I picked up the uh, badass women piece in a coffee shop, I was like, I need to know these people. (laughs) Like This is what I you know, this is part of what I do with my work is just trying to highlight stories of of women athletes, especially ones that maybe, uh, you know, their stories aren't out there. And the more that I've done work in women's sports, the more amazing I find the work that women athletes do, because, you know, they're so often gone unnoticed. And now there are strides being made, of course, in sports like soccer and basketball. And and those kinds of more mainstream things. But, you know, when I've talked to or read about women, especially in like Olympic sports and things like boxing, I mean, it's just like exponential, the amount of work that they have to put in. And then what they're getting out is (laughs) minuscule in terms of payment or attention or um, any of those kinds of things. So what they're, what's driving them is really something else. Right. And it's, a passion and um and a drive and something that we often don't attribute to women in the society is like passion especially for things that are athletic or physical or or whatever and 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 then the last thing that was so interesting to me about just the idea of an all-female car the idea of this place that is you know dedicating itself to to women boxers is you know this is a sport that is almost exclusively thought of as male right and has been historically even though women have been boxing actually pretty much as long as it's been around <laughs> um, but in a very very niche uh way and like in a lot of sports not gotten the attention it deserved for a long time And to me, that's something that's been really interesting to me in my work looking at more recently, what is it that kind of keeps us from making that jump about what women can do, um, and especially in a a physical sense and, and even like in a sport that's considered more like quote unquote violent, like boxing or even football, things like that. What is it about like our selves socially that that thinks that that's not appropriate or okay or worth our attention as much
0: so i i mean i have known about your work but i don't know if we've ever talked about did you were you an athlete did you compete Hmm. um how do how do you how do you how does one go from well to where you are now writing about it on a high level kind of because you're not just the average consumer of content
1: yeah I mean I grew up I consider myself like a normal kid <laughs> like like I grew up like a normal kid who played sports and the more that I have kind of been in this world a little bit the more I realized that actually like part of that was also a gendered experience like I have four brothers and, and they all grew up playing sports and I was like the fourth kid and I just followed what they did, you know, and so I played a bunch of sports and <laughs> um, soccer was my main sport and I played all through growing up, you know, starting like kindergarten through high school and, and did some other things here and there and was always just kind of I'd say like generally an athletic person and wasn't like super good at anything in particular. I like would have loved to be really good at something, <laughs> but wasn't. <laughs> that was not my like calling. But yeah, I mean, and then as, as I kind of grew up and uh, went off into the world, I went to a women's college. And so I had the kind of like okay. opposite experience of like growing up with boys and then going to this, you know, more woman-centered place. And, you know, sports there was also a really interesting thing. Yeah, I bet. Because, you know, it's not really, like, considered, like, a sports powerhouse or anything. But, like, you know, you did have a ton of women who, like, played college. You know, we were D3 and played their sports. And it was pretty intense. But, like, you would never know. Like, we didn't have, like, a sports community. Like, (laughs) you know, so it was, like, this very different thing and then kind of like went off into the journalism world. And uh, one of my first jobs was at a women's magazine. And one of my jobs was to kind of like find women who are doing amazing things in all these different industry sectors. And I would come in and pitch athletes all the time because that was super interesting to me. And then the response I kind of got in that world would constantly like shock me (laughs) Like, like oh that's like it's if they don't rise to this level you know and now of course I think we're in this totally different place almost I don't know seven eight years later like where women's magazines are finally like putting athletes on the cover and everything but at that time it was like I just kind of felt like I was getting shut down a lot and that almost like drove me more, right? To want to be like, okay, maybe this is a thing. Like maybe this is, other people must be like me. (laughs) Yeah, you're not crazy. Yeah, so when I went off to freelance, that was one of the areas I really wanted to focus on because I just felt like there was a lot of opportunity and that was, you know, in the uh, NWSL was still really early. Yeah, It was before the previous Women's World Cup so like you know we were kind of at this like slope of like I could see mm-hmm. things maybe getting better and like knew that like this was going to be something that that more people sh- should and could be interested in and so just kind of threw myself at that for a little bit and tried to try to tell as many stories there that I could and yeah it just kind of those things kind of all added up to me wanting to, to write about it more. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, In your, in your experience, it sounds like maybe this is true, but the money, like as the money, I'd be curious to hear, like as women, there's a lot of conversation about, um, you know, jobs and women in the workforce and pay, you know, pay equality. And so we're seeing that with like the national team, uh, the women's soccer mm-hmm. team, and that's a, like a very front, you know, headline-driven kind of conversation. But in these sports like boxing or other Olympic sports where there is no real money, quote unquote marketability, is what yeah. people say. It feels like they're lagging behind. At least that has been my experience: is that that those sectors seem to like lag behind because there's not this perceived value in the business place. Is that mm-hmm. like? you've been around long enough to know to see the nwsl go from this thing to now being very frontline do you see that as like a trend um happening do you think it's going to expand into other areas
1: i mean i think it could the interesting thing i mean we're at this moment right now right where sports are all on pause, pause. And, yeah and and that's like a, a really interesting moment I think, you know, in the broader economy, but if you think about it in the sports economy, you know, we're all realizing that, like, why sports is so valuable, why so many sports yeah. are do make so much money because they are a huge part of our life. We You know, but we're also seeing that, like, the sports we see are the sports we see for a reason, right? Like, yeah. like all of that money is behind the big sports that get put in front of us. But really, any sport can be put in front of us and we could watch it as is evidenced by the Olympics that happens every four years, right? People sit down and we'll watch anything, you know, like curling. Nobody else wants to sit down and watch curling any other year. Um, And I think it's the same. Like, And women's sports is showing that. And NWSL is showing that. WNBA is showing that you know if there is marketing behind it if there is sponsorship behind it if they're on ESPN people yeah. will watch it
0: yeah 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 um
1: and i think the same could be said for any for any sport i mean we could all be watching like track and field all year too <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: <laughs> uh, but we're often not <laughs> those aren't household um, names no yeah exactly so you know i mean i think for so much sports it's just uh it's one of those, yeah, build it and they will come things like, and for a reason, like the only reason that women's sports has like behind is because of that sense of less value for marketing purposes. Um, and every time that kind of has the opportunity to get shown, you know, the other direction, like it gets proven wrong. So, you know, I think anything could come from this moment. Really. Uh, there's a lot of talk of, you know, will this, impact how will this impact women's sports this pause and everything and spring and summer are usually big times for for the women's sports leagues to kind of get kicked off and so I think there's a lot of nervousness but I think you know like kind of the broader economy too this is sort of also an opportunity for us to to realize what is important and what is valuable and and when things come back online like how we want to show up for those things so it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, and I just, I feel horrible for the Olympians um, that are now kind of knocked off track by a year and talk about athletes who do it just for, (laughs) for the love of, of their game. So many people have, you know, totally different financial circumstances going into Olympics and, and to be thrown off by a whole year is, is going to be really, really interesting.
0: It's massive. It's massive. Yeah. I don't think people realize how, I mean, you know, even in the boxing world, uh, Clarissa Shields is now a professional boxer, but no one knew her name. She was 17, yeah. two cycles ago. And she came out of nowhere and won the qualifier. And then people were trying to figure out ways where she couldn't be on the team. Um, <laughs> you know, and then she goes and she wins the Olympics. She wins the first, you know, 2012, she was the first ever time the Olympics are in boxings in the Olympics and then comes back and thought she was gonna make money and couldn't make any mm-hmm. money, had to petition to, to turn pro. Like there's all these things that happen, people don't realize. Even one of our characters in our piece, Seat Lolly, she essentially said, I'm 19, I have one year to try to make the Olympics. If I can make the Olympics, they'll be the most profitable, the most marketable I'll ever be Yep. If, during that year. Well, now her year just got pushed back. She's qualified, right? She's ready to go for Mexico. She has one regional qualifier to, to get enough points, but essentially she's waiting. So like her life is on pause. Um, who's paying for that? There's all these Mm -hmm. like other things, right? I just don't. Yeah. It's a super fascinating complex. Yeah. Equation. It's kind I don't want to think of the like nuclear, everything's going (laughs) to blow up and the world is going to end, but there is some like long-term conversation. I'd be curious to know from your perspective, why, you know, what would you want to see as we kind of come out of this? Like there's a lot of stories that have just never been told specifically with women athletes, whether it's boxing Mm -hmm. or something else, what as a, as a editor and as a writer and as someone who follows just a lot of people, what do you Mm -hmm. want to see pushed and put forward now? Cause we kind of are going to have this blank slate.
1: Yeah. I mean, so much, <laughs> I mean, it, it would be an amazing thing, right? To kind of have us come back, come out of all of this and, you know, have the main women's leagues like actually have TV time that they didn't have mm. before, actually have like, have used this time or something to like build that, build those audiences and, and have people realize like how valuable yeah. all of that is. But also, like, I'm so curious to know more about the stories of, like, what are all of these athletes doing? Like, I mean, even just like us, all of us normal human beings <laughs> are like, how do we stay in shape? Like, how do we, like, like we can't go to the gym, like, all of those things. And so as a professional athlete, I mean, like, those things are so important and Um, women athletes don't aren't the kind like they're not NBA players they don't have like mansions with gyms that they're like stuck inside like so what are they all doing how are they you know staying motivated too like um I just think like so much yeah so much uncertainty and to be a a person with so much drive like that stuff is like this has to be so hard to like not have your kind of like your eye on the next prize. Like what is the next prize? Like when does my season start? What, what are those things that are happening? I, yeah, those are the kinds of, I mean, I just want to, I always want to take the opportunity for like more stories about, about women athletes and what they're doing and, and how they're getting by and, and just raising those stories up to the same level as like male athletes get all the time. the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> with without a second thought you know um so i want to see more of that i'm i'm personally like really heartbroken about the women's ncaa tournament yeah. getting canceled this yeah. year yeah yeah uh we were following the oregon ducks pretty hard and it? they were they're good they're they were so good. Amazing. And Sabrina Ionescu is just like an incredible story. And like I just couldn't imagine that it was canceled because it was like such a such a perfect story of like this is their moment and she's at the forefront. And so actually what I'm really looking forward to is like how does the, how do those players too that have had things kind of, you know, taken away from them sort of by the universe like what are they going to bring then into the professional world like with that kind of chip on their shoulder right like yeah. hopefully that's that's just going to be even better that's going to be even better WBA viewing right so many better stories to come from there because they didn't get that last chapter that they you know were promised in college so i think there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff like that i mean you know some of the best sports stories come from time historical times that don't have anything to do with sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So seeing just how this impacts people's lives and and what they do with it and how it gets channeled into, you know, how we see women's sports going forward is going to be fascinating for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think like specifically about things like amateur boxing, there's a lot of people who are training without, it's kind of like a love (laughs) I mean, it's a passion project for a lot of people. Right. And it's, they're doing it not for any fame or glory. They're just doing it because it betters themselves. (laughs) I hope that in this kind of time, there's people that, uh, who are already self-motivated that people begin to see and give them the value that they're doing it without any pay. They just love it. And they value that community. Yeah. So quickly about West coast wonder woman, I'd be curious to know specifically on that tournament and what Ellen is doing and what you've learned about it. Why does something like that matter to a whole subset of women that aren't professionals?
1: Oh, so many reasons. Um, <laughs>
0: Give me one or two.
1: <laughs> well, I think the more that I, um, the more that I've researched and talked with, Af- women athletes who are in sports where you're specifically I mean I think all sports are you know you're using your body in a, in a way that you wouldn't otherwise but in sports that are so physical and so kind of associated with like brute strength yeah women often tell me these stories that like that kind of thing is life-changing right because mm-hmm. it's it's seeing yourself in a different way. It's seeing women in a different way than you've been told your capabilities are for your whole life, right? So I think when we see more examples of of women who are boxers and in those kinds of sports, like we can change the way that we think about women. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. a, It doesn't have, and especially in in things like West Coast Wonder Woman, where. You know, it's not just like one fight, or it's not just, you know, I mean, as great as it is that women's boxing is in the Olympics, there's only what, like three weight classes? Yeah, I think. now four so, yeah, or five. Okay. Yeah. They added so two see, extra. Yeah. <laughs> so you see those, that many fights, and how many of those are even probably like televised and whatnot. So to see like a huge group of women like this coming together and having all of these bouts and then like what Ellen's building with, you know, the young girls who are learning boxing from like a young age and going in and having this as just something that is done and something that can be done is a way to shift our thinking, you know, out of this harmful gender binary that we're in. (laughs) Um, And um, I think that's one of the greatest things about women's sports is they make us think about, what women are capable of in different ways. And, and I mean, that's what we love about sports, right? Yeah. Like in general, it proves that like humans are are capable of, of these amazing feats. Um, and so when we see that for women and we see that for women, especially in sports, like boxing, where we don't get to see it very much, it's yeah. I mean, it can be life changing for anybody, for anybody who's participating, but also watching or just knowing that that's, Something that's out there and is a possibility for them.
2: That was Maggie Mertens in conversation with Jeff Shop. To find out more about All Female Card, you can visit our website at allfemalecard.film. We're also on Instagram at allfemalecard. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in your feed soon.